Buckets. Mm-hmm. That's the name of my boat, Buckets. 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 What we get. Not the only transfer we got from Florida. Keith Stone, too. Remember that. Everybody who watches his show on a regular basis knows my love of the stretch four. You know, we all make mistakes. He might have made one going to Tallahassee. It's mercy if y'all don't know. It's mercy if y'all don't know. Dribble to the left, cross over to the right. Hurricane to the game, many buckets for the night. Matt with the pick and roll, Melissa with the give and go. This Shelly you, pretty girl dunking in the hole. Check the scoreboard, this what we fall for. Keep the gameplay, they want an encore. Yeah, over time for another round. It's buckets out the buckets, baby. You out of time. It's buckets. What it is, homie, it's buckets. We get buckets. Yeah, baby. Buckets. 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 I have no shame. I know. That's the problem. You guys are awesome. Should we talk about, though, like, I mean, how big is this Kentucky game for us, right? Because we talk about... There's a lot of people don't really haven't really watched us, right? You know, until tournament time comes. Well, just uh, you know, to pull Bill's comment back out here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think people watch watch us play, um, and I don't blame them for not like sitting through an FIU game or something. But yeah, this was a tournament on television where three of the four teams were in the NCAA tournament last year, and this was a a matchup yesterday of a team that was in the elite eight, you know, was in the final four people tend to watch that. Um, and it feels like they still didn't. So. <laughs> um, against Kentucky, that's going to be, huge. yeah. So no, I, I think it's, I think it's important just for us to continue to stack wins. Cause again, my, my, my eyes are big on this and, um, and in, in in my opinion, we just got to build like that airtight resume because they're going to be looking to screw us in seating, yeah. screw us in tournament stuff. And I know I know a lot of the tournament comes down to matchups. Um, however, your Purdue's aside, um, you really should if you're a, if you're a high seed, at least the first round should not be that stressful. And you know, there is a difference between being a five seed, for example, last year to play Drake, who's really good. And frankly, like Purdue losing to Farley Dickinson or whatever is a joke. Like that should never happen. Yeah. And well, you want, I mean, you Far- want to play, Farley Dickinson didn't even make the tournament. Like they got in my technicality. Yeah. I mean, you look at the advanced rank. They were, I think they were like, fi- weren't they like 500 in their conference too? And they, one of the worst conferences in college. Yeah, I don't even think they. Were, I don't even. I'll look. I don't even think they were five hundred. They made it because they lost their conference oh, meant- tournament. But like whoever. No, no. I mean five hundred in the conference. I mean, I think they were further down their conference. But I'm now looking because I feel like they were like near the bottom of their conference too. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking. No, I'm looking. All right. They were okay nice, per nice. per per Ken Palm. There, it's ranked two hundred sixty-five. Okay, they, they were, were 10 and 6. They were 10 and 6 in conference. Oh, 10 and 6. But but here, here's here's the deal with Farley Dickinson. So, you know, sometimes you get these upsets where um 
where, uh, you know, a team runs through their conference tournament. They actually lost in their conference tournament, but the team that won it was disqualified from the postseason, so they went in instead. Yeah. What this school is was it probably Merrimack, uh, Merrimack right? yeah. Yeah, I remember This that is probably the worst team to make an NCAA tournament, given that they couldn't even win their conference tournament. And so, like, there's a big difference between getting that matchup and getting Drake, right? And so there are teams that are bad enough where you should just beat them regardless of where they match up well with you or not. Now, whatever the hell Purdue did, that's their business. But give me like a one, two, or three seed, and we'll roll with that. And I think I think we'll easily get out of well, the first round at least, which is Missouri, a big difference. The Missouri Valley Conference, which is where Drake plays, is like actually a pretty good mid-major basketball conference. When you look at like the other, you know, you play against a conference winner from like, you know, the Big West or somewhere, some other smaller conference, like that's much more of a less stressful game than, you know, um, than what it could be. Yeah, no, and and you know, we also didn't play well that game. They had a really good matchup against us. They they matched up well. Um, they're well coached. They're very senior laden as well. And it's it there's a big difference. Everyone wants to, you know, it is a lot of its matchups, but there's a big difference when you're like a one, two, or three seed. I mean, if you think about how stress free our even maybe some of not our best team, like the Angel Rodriguez team, just no problems with I think it was Buffalo or whatever it was. Like you know, that game was over five minutes in. Like you want that for the first round, it sets you up better. You know, in the yeah. last two years, we've we've had to play USC and Drake. It's like, so that's where I think this really matters. You notch this win here. Again, it'll cascade through your metrics because then, you know, they do all the stuff with opponents, opponents, and all this other stuff. So Kentucky is probably the best team in the SEC. So if not one of them, so you get that win on your resume on the road, you know, that'll carry weight throughout the season. Um, And it's also, like, again, I, I think there's there's – I mean, you're like you're not going to earn or win respect in November. That's going to carry through to March. So to me, that doesn't necessarily matter. But the way we're playing, you want to keep that momentum and that energy going because we do have a conference game on the Saturday after that, and that does matter a lot more actually than the Kentucky game even. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think it's a big game from the standpoint of you know just continuing to to build our resume and to show that yes, we are we are legitimately one of the best teams in the country. Like you're going to have to deal with us because I still think, and you know, even some of our own fans, not the ones in the chat, obviously that follow this. I mean, look, this is a basketball show. If you're watching this, cause you follow our basketball team, right? Not those fans, but like, I think even by the Miami fans at large, there's still kind of the sense of like, this is a little bit of a fluke and let's just enjoy the ride. Cause it's about to end. And I think that's a lot of the analysis around this team as well as presupposing that. And I I think we're a monster, to be honest. Like, like I see other teams playing like we're better. We're the best team I've seen this year. Now, granted, you know, it's easier for me to say that because I watch every second of every basketball game we play. So I'm very much more familiar with this team. But, like, no, we're right up there with anyone else and anyone telling you otherwise is just not is, is really playing a lot of the brand name and not the actual um, and not the actual, like what's happening on the court. Um, Cause I don't think you would get the similar skepticism of let's say we were UCLA 
Like if UCLA won three out of their first five games against power conference teams and blew out two teams to win the tournament, Cleantino's in the Elite Eight last year. I don't think people would be saying they don't have any depth. <laughs> right. I mean, I think this is looking for a reason why Miami is not good. Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts on this uh, as we kind of head towards wrapping up here? Maybe what are your thoughts on this upcoming Kentucky games? It's probably the last show you and I are going to be on before that. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't done a full breakdown on Kentucky yet. Um, but I mean, obviously, follow, by the way, let me cut you off before I forget. Oh, yeah. Follow the Buckets Canes account on the bottom. Matt does these detailed breakdowns and tweets them out onto that account. And you're going to miss that shit if you're not watching it. So, when you're yeah. like, I know most of us don't have time to do that. We cover the team, so Matt invests the time to kind of like really go into detail, and like look out for this guy. This guy matches up well with that guy. You don't really get that analysis anywhere else because, again, people think Wooga's not good at basketball and stuff, so because they don't watch the team play. So like, so like, you like definitely follow Buckets Canes because that's where you'll get the, uh, that's where you'll get like that detail analysis. So going into the game, you'll kind of know what to look out for. It's really useful. Usually tweets out on game day. Yeah, usually that. on game day or the yeah. night before. It yeah. just depends. Yeah, it's kind of hard with Kansas that. State because you know not enough time in between games. But and you know, look, I mean, we're all things. we're we're all like, you know, Matt does an awesome job. That's why I hired him. <laughs> <laughs> I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Here it's zero dollars, but you get to hang out with me. He's gonna turn that down. Um, <laughs> I'll um, buy you a Popeyes chicken sandwich every that, once in a that while. That we can all do. We can do Popeyes. Any, any, all Popeyes is always on me for you. Um, there we go. Yeah, but Matt does an awesome job of doing like the tactical breakdown um, that you really aren't. I, I frankly don't see anywhere else. So make sure you follow the Twitter account because because that's where we will get that. Yeah, but I mean this time of year is tough for everyone, right? We're all like I'm sitting in Miami for a reason, right? We're all kind of with family. It's holiday stuff and. This is not a job for any of us. <laughs> a labor of love and passion here. So, you know, we try to squeeze it in. But yeah, the next next week is, is a little rough, I think, for everyone trying to like get away to do alone time stuff like this. So uh but yeah, no, definitely Matt will have have something out on Kentucky on the Twitter account. So definitely check that out. Yeah. No, I think it's gonna be interesting too. I don't know if their big guys are gonna be back. They have a couple centers that are that have been out. Um, they've kind of been going with a little bit more of a like small ball type lineup which I think is going to be interesting because if Norchad is going at Trey Mitchell, I'm going to take that matchup every day of the week. Um, I think, you know, the matchup with the guards is going to be interesting. You have a, a lot of guys that can get buckets, you know. Um, I'm going to take our guards over anyone. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm going to get more in-depth with it. Um, I think that this is an important game because, I mean, Kentucky, you know, real chance to to win the uh, SEC. And, I mean, this is kind of looking forward a little bit. I mean, you play against Kentucky. You also play against Colorado, who I, th- I personally think is a real threat to win the Pac-12. So if you can beat two non-conference opponents that, you know, both win end up winning their conference or, you know, being top three, top two, whatever team, that's huge in your resume going into March. Um so, and I don't remember the last time we had non-conference matchups like this. So, um, and I think just like in terms of, you know, watching them on a national stage, like a lot of people are going to be watching this game. Um, all my friends have already texted me about watching this game. So, so, so how does that work for you given the uh, timing of it? This is rough, man. I never really th- thought about like trying to really follow hoops on the West Coast, but 
I always thought football, man, that sucks. We have a noon game, but like this weekdays at like four o'clock stuff for a 7 p.m. tip is just yeah. I mean, it's good because like I start work early, so I'll get off okay. and then I can just kind of watch. But yeah, it can be it can be a little a little brutal. But I mean, mainly the weekend games are the ones that are you know killer, the ones that start in the morning, whatnot. Like I still don't know what I'm gonna do for the Saturday games at like 9 a.m. my time, you know. So, yeah, so, it is well, a I mean, I'm not, I, I honestly haven't really looked at them in depth. Either. Yeah. The, what is Kentucky's roster looking like? So they have Rob Dillingham, one of the top recruits. He's a freshman guard. He's the one that went off against Kansas. I think he had he had a decent amount of threes. Um, very speedy, quick. Um, they have DJ Wagner, son of um, Dewan Wagner, former NBA player. He's a top recruit as well. He's a freshman um antonio reeves who kind of i think he entered the portal for a little bit but came back he's a senior um trey mitchell's a senior he's transferred he's kind of bounced around a few places i know he was at texas he start did he start at umass and then he went to texas and um west virginia um and then they have another uh guard reed shepherd i think his name is too that's a freshman again i'm gonna have a better breakdown you know uh, in the next few yeah, days, his, but his, his dad actually played at Kentucky in the nineties. Oh, really? It was the starting yeah. guard on national championship team. Yeah. And then Justin Edwards too, was another, I think he was another top recruit who's a freshman. So yeah, they do have those freshmen. Um, they have a couple guys that, you know, they added from the, from the portal as well. So, I mean, if you, you want to play, I mean, in my opinion, you want to play Kentucky early in the season rather than later. Cause I feel like they're more of a team that comes alive towards the end of the season. Um, because they build more of that chemistry, whatnot. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think that this is going to be a better Kentucky team. They've kind of had some down years. Um, so, you know, this would be a big win. Yeah. Calipari is actually getting a little bit of heat there, which is crazy yeah. to me, but whatever. I mean, the hell do you want? Um, um, I guess a couple of other things then, just real quick to Bryce. We actually didn't necessarily address specifically that it was Nigel's old team. I will say I did I did um, watch the – I was in the uh, the post-game press conference, the Zoom they did, and he got – he usually, it was actually just supposed to be the coach um, for the losing team, which the Kansas State coach went, and then the coach for the winning team, which Coach L, obviously. And then they said, oh, Nigel, will take a few questions. They brought him in. So the first two questions were about this, and I can tell you unequivocally, he did not give a crap that he used to be at Kansas State. Like, wasn't didn't say anything good or bad. He was just like, just another team. And because he got asked about it, and he kind of dismissed. And he was like, "Yeah, they're good. They play in a, a big conference. They're a good team. They're in the Elite Eight last year." Just was like, "I played well, and- well, worked on my game." And then they asked him a follow up, like, "I'm gonna kind of ask you that again, because come on, did it really not matter to you?" And he's kind of like, "No, I didn't really give a crap." Like, I'm just. Well, because I think, you know, the first questioner, you know, framed it correctly, which is like the coach when you were there, all the players, they're all gone. It's not yeah. like it's not your teammates. And I, so I don't think he really I mean, you're talking about then. OK, I used to wear that jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I don't think he really cared, to be honest. Yeah, he got asked about it twice and he was just dismissive of it. And it makes sense because none of the guys he played with are there. Yeah, I remember I can't they cut to the sideline. And I want to say that. um they had asked coach L about like Nigel playing them. And, and he said something about him looking forward to it. So interesting. Cause he, yeah. he did so not, I, he certainly did not um, 
portray that. In yeah, no, he game. he basically just said like, yeah, another team. So I don't know. Did you see on Twitter him responding to a couple of K State fans? Uh, okay, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I did see that. I did see that. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, shout no, out. And Bill, Bill got it too. It. Yes, I did see that. I mean, that guy was talking crap about him specifically. So. Uh, yeah, he posted the Fab Five clip of like yeah, about how him being a uh, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna say the actual language on the yeah. show, but yeah, um, and it, you know it's time to yeah to uh resurrect the Packer bleep up your season's over. <laughs> you know, I did say it. Then you just did you think I said bleep because I thought it was bleep? I mean, no, really. I just wanted to say it. I knew you okay. wanted to bleep it. That was one of my it. favorite pastimes from last year, and I'm so glad it's gonna be back I, in March. I missed the Isaiah Wong one, so. No, I mean, we'll ride with Nigel's this year. I, mean, I won't say that one. Yeah, don't don't do that one. But uh, um, but yeah, no, I I think you know he definitely played it off in the press conference with kind of like yeah, whatever. Um, but I do think fans trashing him, you know, probably wasn't a fan of, and he and he let them know it. <laughs> Wait, did you see? Did you see everyone commenting though? Of um, it was during the uh. The picture from the final four with Nigel with a cowboy hat, and and yeah. like they were like, "You just lost to this man." Like, I mean, what does the so tire going to be in Phoenix? What is, what does one do in Phoenix? What is Phoenix attire? I don't know. I don't know what Phoenix attire is. You know, I thought, well, well, we'll find out in, in a few short months. So yeah. Okay, and kind of the last question I wanted to ask you real quick before we get out of here. Um, by the way, six rooms came at 8.30 tonight, so definitely check that out. Do you, I think Jazz has it at prior cream, but DJ Blue and I will try to figure out how we finally played offense and lost anyway on Saturday. But, you know, basketball is in a much happier place right now. Um, but do you think – so this is kind of the first. We played a couple of neutral site games and some home games. This is the first actual road game, um, and – the neutral side games were in a ballroom, so very different atmosphere now, right? Um, going yeah. to Rupp Arena, any so we we did talk to a lot of the show talking about our bench, you know, and how they're finally starting to come around. This is a whole new level of all right, I'm about to step out on the court against Kentucky and Rupp Arena and give us 10 good minutes this time. Um, any any concerns there in terms? I think this the, the stars are. Other than Matthew Cleveland. They've been in big moments. Well, well, Matthew Cleveland has been in one on our court also. But, um, <laughs> uh, um, but you know, he hasn't necessarily played those high leverage games, to be honest. But he's at least played in big arenas, major minutes, been the main guy on teams in the ACC. Yeah. But, you know, the backups really haven't had that exposure. Um, any any concerns there that when we have to, you know, go to them that they get a, l- a little bothered by the atmosphere or – you, are you comfortable that they'll be able to handle it? Um, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable because I think they're starting to kind of learn their roles now, um, just based on the last game and whatnot, um, especially with Watson and Casey. I have faith in those two guys. I think he should, I mean, he's a true freshman, right? Right. It's a hard system to play in as a, as a true freshman. Um, I think he has all the potential in the world. So I guess if there was one guy I'd be concerned with, maybe him, but he looked a lot more comfortable last game. Uh, so not, I'm not too worried about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless, you know, someone gets in foul trouble all of a sudden, you know, I mean, there's a big, there, there's a big someone that cannot get into foul trouble. I feel like, yeah. I, 
yeah <laughs> i think i think we're talking about the same person yeah he's, he's got to stay out of foul trouble in this game i think because then you start going deeper into the bench then you're talking about maybe having to lean on Nwoko for a lot of minutes and that's yeah something I, think, I really i mean he would have to pick up a lot of fouls and help side unless they get their bigs back because trey mitchell not really at least that i know of isn't really like a you know back to the basket post-up guy he's more like a stretch four. oh ESPN, the commercial just played in my ear, and I was like, what the hell is that? Um, but um, no, so I, I'm i more worried. I would be more worried about him in help side, maybe like getting some quick fouls, like, you know, trying to get a block shot or not. But I, I just, I don't see it happening as much. If they bring back some of those post guys, they're back for the game, then that's, I mean, a little bit of a different story. But I, I, have, I have faith, Norchad, you know, well will do his thing without fouling. And I do wonder if Coach O will, will, you know, you get into foul trouble against FIU or something. That's an opportunity to get some of your backups some significant minutes, right? Um, yeah. You get, in, you get two fouls um, against Kentucky. You might just leave him in there. Um, you might not immediately yank him out. Like, like two fouls against FIU. All right, you're out for the half. I don't yeah. know if that's necessarily the case. Against uh, against a better opponent, depending on how the game is going, right? I mean, at the time we had what like a double digit lead against FIU in the first half. Yeah, go sit on the bench. Who cares, right? Yeah. Um, so there's oh, so Kentucky does play a couple of games. Obviously, we're off. They play. The game, they but they, they play. Um, they play tonight. They play St. Joseph's tonight, and then they play Marshall on Thursday or Friday later this week. But I'll definitely be catching. I, I don't know if the St. Joseph game is still going on. By the way, too, uh, Virginia lost by 24 to Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, whatchamacallit, um, um, Syracuse got blown out by Tennessee, too. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did see that um, courtesy of our former athlete. This is now Ledger, Alex Schwartz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that did. That did that did did come across my timeline, yes. Okay, Kentucky in a close game with St. Joseph's right now. I'm probably going to turn that one on. They're up by three <laughs> with 18 minutes left in the second half. This is at home, I'm assuming. Or is this a um, no, actually, it might be because it's a wild it's a wildcat challenge. So I, this one might be. I'm assuming that means they're hosting it. Let me let me do. No, it it's quick. actually no. They might not be. Wait, they they don't host the wildcat challenge? Oh no. Oh, that's weird. I was looking at the schedule and it says, oh, no, I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah. Home game. Home game, yeah. And then Marshall at home. And then then they get to catch another Ralph. They've already lost to Kansas. So, uh, also another game going on right now. Looks like uh, Texas and UConn are playing. Yeah, I saw that one. UConn is, I mean, is up. Louisville looked impressive. Louisville should have won against Texas. That was a close game. I don't know if you saw that one too, but Texas might not be good. I don't think they are. (laughs) They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of guys that like, I mean, they have Caden Sheldrick from Shedrick or however you pronounce it from Virginia. You remember him, the center? I uh, oh yes 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 I thought center. he graduated. Yeah. No, he transferred, and then they um they have Dylan Mitchell. I think his name is still who he kind of he had a few 
I mean, he's really athletic. He's not really much of a shooter. They just can't really sp- uh, spread the floor. Like Tyrese Hunter is kind of their only real shooter. I'm trying to think. They had another few. They had another guard transfer in, but I can't remember who it was. But, but yeah, I don't. I'm kind of unsure about how good Texas is. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously had the weird thing with the coaching last year, and <laughs> we'll, we'll see if there's any kind of lasting impact from that. Because yeah. one thing to, to keep the lights on for the rest of it's a whole other thing to you know navigate through an off season, get a team ready, and have them have them play a full season. So. Yeah, interesting no, times. Interesting times. Yeah, but anyways. Yep. All right. So just to kind of wrap up here, we uh, we'll have buckets again tomorrow. Uh, Melissa will be here. We'll talk probably a little bit about um, uh, yesterday's game, but definitely talk a little about Kentucky and, and spend out quite a bit of time on the women as well as uh, they had a uh, very big scare. <laughs> Almost kind of ruined the early part of the season against Southern. Just Southern, did not play right. well at all, but. Somehow managed to gut that win out, and they have a couple of home games this weekend. They're hosting a tournament, so we'll talk through that. And then they, the day after uh, Kentucky and the men play, they play at Mississippi State. So they're still undefeated, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know who's not? Still... LSU. That, that is true. LSU is <laughs> not L's. Um, and it has. There's all sorts of stuff going on at LSU at this point. It's, uh, they are falling apart a bit there. Yeah. No, no we'll, we'll see if Angel Reese even like shows up to play with them again. So if I were her, I would just sit out and be like, forget this. Yeah. But, but anyway. Um, yep. So there, there's more buckets tomorrow. There's six ring canes at 8 30, so about 25 minutes. We'll talk football. Um, and by the way, if you're in Miami, again, the women do host this weekend. Uh, the game Friday is at 4 p.m. and I want to say Sunday is at 1 30. Tickets are just five bucks, man. So <laughs> if you're in the area, definitely stop by, support the women's team. They are they are ranked. So you know. There we go. Team. All right. Um other than that, anything else we uh, we forgot to cover on the on the, no? the bucket buckets beat here? I don't think so. I think that's everything. I think, I think we have we have hit all the uh, hit We all talked the about being ranked top ten. We talked about the rankings, right? Yeah, Bill opened yeah. the show with the comment. Yeah, we it. did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We got everything. All right, man. Well, again, buckets tomorrow, six ring at 830. Real quick before you go, shout out to my friend Angela. She could use it, and she knows what's up. But anyway, give her a quick shout out there. And then, uh, I mean, it's on you, man. I got to hit the button, so you got to do it. All right. Vish. Cue the socks outro. Don't cry. Keep it chill. Wear good socks.